Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, you're worthy today. You're worthy today of all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Praise God. There's nobody like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Praise God. So good to see you here this morning. Amen. And uh, for all those that are joining us, by internet. We're glad you're here with us today as well. And uh, we pray that the blessings of the Lord are upon you and that everybody's well in your household. And uh, we're just glad that the Lord is with us. This morning, John, the fourth chapter. Amen. John, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that when you go through these kind of times in your life that there is one that can bring reason and sense to your mind, your soul, amen, and just let you, allow you to kind of absorb everything and still know that you have a God that's able to, amen, that has been committed to you, to us, amen, along the way so that, amen, our progress in Him doesn't stop, amen, during times like this, but actually it should flourish in times like this. Amen, that we may uh, grow in God. That's, that's what my purpose has been uh, during this time, is to grow in God. Amen, grow in God. Uh, and so that's what we are challenging each other to do. So today, that's what we're going to try to do. We're going to talk about, amen, what God wants to do in your life and what we got to do in response, amen, to Him. So if you look at John, the fourth chapter, beginning in verse 10, the Bible simply says, Jesus answered and said to her, now this is the woman of Samaria. Remember a few verses earlier, Jesus said, I've got to go through Samaria. That became an issue there with uh, his disciples. We don't go through Samaria. You know the story. But he said, i got to go. And so Jesus answered and said to this woman of Samaria, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that thou sayest to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and, and, and the well is deep, from whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Everybody say, they will thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. Isn't that, isn't that a wonderful promise right there? That when we have that living well, that water that comes from God, it's not just a little bit of water. It is a well of water. Everlasting. Amen. So we want to talk about, amen, that water to, today. Water is a very important, speaking of water, water is a very important part of our daily activity, right? Amen. Let's talk about that today, but let's pray first. Lord God, we thank you today for your goodness, mercy, your loving kindness that you have so graciously shown to us. So I pray today, God, that our ears will be open to hear our hearts open to receive what you would speak to us from your, this passage of Scripture today. 
that we could grow in you, become stronger in you, become alive in you. Amen. And not only uh, uh, we ourselves, but uh, it's important for us to share that which you've given us to the world that's around us. So we ask God today, bless, let your anointing flow in this service and let us leave different. Let us leave with something, uh, amen, that has filled us up to overflowing. Amen. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray and everybody say amen. Praise God. God bless you. Turn to somebody around. Don't scream at them. Don't yell at them. Wave at them. Just say good to see you here this morning. All that kind of stuff. Everybody say amen. Praise God. Amen. So here in this, uh, uh, dealing with this subject that he deals with here, uh, you, you hear what the word water many times referenced to in the scripture. But water is a very powerful thing because when you had civilizations as they would spring up, as they would come into, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, come into being, that you had these uh, cities that would grow because they were on a waterway. It could have been a lake that was connected to other lakes. It could be a river, a powerful river. You had, in the olden days, like you had uh, Mesopotamia. Uh, you had the, the east uh, or the west coast of Israel and all through there on the Mediterranean, all the way around to Greece and Italy. All those cities that were built on water, they became trading spots. They became places where, uh, where, um, uh, that were very valuable to the people and the cultures of that time. Thank you. And so when you see all this come to pass and you see how strong those cities became, why? Because of one simple thing, water. Amen. Places that would take them a long time to get over land, amen, would cut their time drastically by getting in a boat and taking the same supplies, amen, to cut off certain portions of land travel. And so these, these uh, uh, places like Mesopotamia, amen, and places uh, were, were so-called the cradle of civilization, uh, situated uh, uh, between uh, uh, the rivers, the Tigris, and the Euphrates. Uh, you probably heard of that in, in recent times in Iraq, amen. But large metropolises uh, around our world, even in our own United States of America, you will see that they flourish because water is nearby. Water is nearby. Amen. Look at them. Look at New York City. Look at Paris, France. You can go to Tokyo. You can go to Shanghai. You can go to Chicago. You can go uh, various different cities uh, around the world. And, and you will see how they thrive. And a lot of that came about because of the water that was in close proximity. So where there is water, it seems like all aspects of life would flourish. Amen. Also, amen, what we must realize today is that we cannot do without water. How many understands that? Amen. How many likes water? Somebody, oh yeah, I like water. How many doesn't like water? Some of y'all here, you just don't want to raise your hand because you don't know where I'm going with this message this morning. Amen. So understand it. I am not really a water drinker. Now, I drink water. Amen. But a lot of times, I make myself drink water because I know that it is good for me. Right? 
Amen. See, here's the, re here's the reason for it. Everyone, every one of us has this, uh, 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 this mechanism in our bodies, our natural bodies called thirst. It just kind of slips up on us from time to time in the course of the day. And thirst is present. Why? Because 66% of the human body is made from water. And that balance in your body must be maintained. And so every very early in life, we realize a truth. Amen. Simply this. Uh, as a child, you tried to eat dirt. Amen. Maybe some sand. Maybe, uh, 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 you know, you, you thought oil was good to drink. It would, uh, you know, it works in a car, so it should work in my body. Lubricate everything up. You know, that's what oil does, right? Amen. I'm going to drink some gas because it's going to give me that, that uh, spunk that I need, that fire I need, that go-go that, 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 that I need. That I, I'm going to drink some gas. Well, you know this is crazy talk here this morning. You realize that none of that stuff works. Amen. But what you do need is that H2O. You need that water. You need to drink that water. Amen. Because it's that water. Amen. That's going to bring. That's going to bring and keep your life. Amen. The way uh, that it should. That it should be maintained. You got. Everybody say, I must drink water. My mom didn't like water. You couldn't see my mom drink water for some reason. She just didn't like it. And the older she got, she realized because she started having some kidney problems. Amen. And so kidney infections. You know. You know what that's like, that, that, that those infections that you get, urinary tract and all that kind of stuff. And she knew that, that she had to stay away from that. So her favorite thing was prune juice. How many ever drank prune juice? Okay. You know what? Y'all there. So you understand that the prune juice, would, she had that to kind of flush her kidneys and all that. That's what they told her, all that kind of stuff. But here's the problem. The older she got, when she got sick and she started struggling with uh, the, the Alzheimer's disease, there come a point in time when, when there was no reason there. You, you could not tell her, Mom, you need to drink water. It made no difference. You could tell her that, but it did not set in. She did not realize that without that water, her body is soon going to shut down and fill up with toxins. Uh, amen. There's nothing going to go out of her body. She's not going to flush her body. Right? Amen. Water is paramount. In your right mind, even if you don't like it, you know you need it, so you'll drink it. Amen. So in order to maintain the body levels that, that, that we should have, amen, to satisfy that thirst, amen, it's a, it is thirst that instinctively keeps us from getting what they call dehydrated. It is a built in mechanism, if I might say, a safeguard, amen, that is automatic. Amen. How many gets thirsty? Amen. You're going to grab a cup of coffee. You're going to grab a cup of tea. You're going to grab a, a soda. You're going to grab whatever, a prune juice. Uh, you're, going to grab, you're going to grab orange. Whatever it is, amen, when you're thirsty, you're going to grab something to drink. So if the percentage, if the percentages of water goes down, 2%. If it goes from 66 to 64.7%, then they consider you dehydrated. 
And dehydration is a very dangerous condition. Dehydration generally results in delirium, unconsciousness. Extreme cases, it will result in death. You can't live long without water. You can go a while without food, but you got to have water to stay alive. Amen. You experience all those things. Thirst, discomfort, possibly along with the loss of appetite. Amen. Dry skin. You need the water. Amen. There's a test that they do when they pinch your skin, and they can tell if you're hydrated or not. Amen. Understand that you, you will suffer loss. Amen. Performance of up to 50%. And experience flushing, low endurance, rapid heart rates, elevated body temperatures, rapid onset of fatigue. Amen. All these results because you're not drinking water. Amen. It can be a very dangerous thing for people to allow themselves to become dehydrated, even that 2%. So we regularly, amen, quench our thirst when it kicks in. Most times without even realizing it. You give me something to drink, we get into a conversation. I, I probably can't tell you how many times I picked that water up or I picked that iced tea up and drank from it. All I know is uh, that after a few minutes, i got to get another one. It's gone. Sometimes you do that just because it's a part of your reaction. And the body does some things naturally. Being thirsty is one of those things because it never wants, it knows, it never wants to get to that 2% mark. You think, where am I going today? You hold on and we'll, we'll let you know. So having a, a God-breathed soul, humanity has a basic thirst for God. Amen. It was planted in them. Amen. It's automatic. Your body, your soul, you cry out for God. Amen. It, cry, it knows that it needs a, a touch from God. You know that. Amen. But many times we disregard it. Many times we walk away from it. Amen. Even though our soul is telling us, uh, you have to have it. Uh, you need the water. You need the spirit. Uh, amen. Nothing else will satisfy you. Oh, let's clap our hands and praise him together this morning. It was implanted. In fact, Psalm 65, 9 tells us, Thou visit the earth and waterest it. Thou greatly enrichest it with the river of God, which is full of water. Thou preparest them corn when thou hast so provided it. No water, no crops. Many times people in their seeking to quench their natural spirit Amen. Spiritual thirst. Fail to realize it's just simple water that they need and they drink of. Water. Everybody say water. But not everything will satisfy. Far too many persist in putting off the satisfying basic thirst for God. While others attempt to satisfy it with unclean water. Why do they tell you, uh, amen, send you out an alert if there's a water line or a main line break, uh, amen, they give you a what? A boil, 
advisory. Why? Because they said something's wrong with the water. You need to heat your water up to boiling to kill all the stuff that's in it. Don't drink it that, when it's contaminated. Now, I think we all have sense. But you know, when there's people that get in desperate situations uh, and they want water so bad, they have drinking from water that's been bad and that's where they get their dysentery and, and all these other diseases uh, that they get. Why? Because that mechanism in them, that body, is saying, I need water, I need water, I need water. And it overrides uh, everything that they do know that I need this, but I know that it's going to make me sick. So others attempt to satisfy it with unclean water. Things that don't satisfy, they only allow themselves to go down 2%. You get spiritual dehydration. You know, the scripture declares in Isaiah 12, 3, that, 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 that uh, with joy we do what? We draw waters from the wells of salvation. And that salvation spoken of in Isaiah 12 is none other than Jesus Christ. Hello? Somebody say praise the Lord. Many times people look for satisfaction in all the wrong places. And Isaiah tells us and speaks of things that satisfy not in chapter 55 and verse 1 and 2. Ho, everyone that thirsts has come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye by and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in the fatness. You see, let me say it again. There's a built-in mechanism of spiritual thirst inside of each and every one of us. That thirst for the waters of God that are not going to satisfy, be satisfied by anything else. Amen. But like as in the natural, if the spiritual thirst is not satisfied, what's going to happen? We will begin to get symptoms of spiritual dehydration. I'm here to tell you this morning, uh, amen, I know we're in the AM, uh, amen, but we need to get in the spiritual realm uh, and realize that what we need more than anything, uh, amen, is to load up on the water, uh, amen, the living water of Jesus Christ uh, to stay hydrated uh, spiritually in Him. Amen. If that basic thirst is not instinctively satisfied, a thirst goes beyond a, our instinctive drive. It will develop and if that thirst is not satisfied, eventually we will develop some of the deeper symptoms of dehydration. See, that's that, you know, thirst is a very funny thing. You know, we used to, look, look how, how many, if, if you're my age, you understand when you were kids playing out on, in the yard or around, whether your neighbors or whatever, amen, you, 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 you know, it, it was not uncommon to go flip the spigot on out there, take that hose, let it run for a minute and get cold, and take, take a big long drink of that water, right? How many people do you see do that today? No, because they got a scared half to death. You drink of that water, you're going to die. It's going to kill you. It's contaminated. That hose sits out there in the sun, you know, and it gets baked, and then you drink that water. I'm thinking, you know what? I turned this on for about five minutes and, and ran all the parasites and, and, and uh, everything else and amoebas and all that kind of stuff. I ran all that stuff out of there. Think about it. Amen. We have evolved in places where, where now, amen, you can't even drink out of your own spigot. Amen. Thirst is a funny thing, though. When our mouth gets dry, our body lets us know something's wrong, something's amiss. And our thoughts will turn to and focus upon satisfying that thirst 
right? And that alone. And the only drink that has no side effects on your body that I know of, and I could be wrong with this, but, but I believe is water. H2O. Why? How many likes coffee? Coffee's got caffeine. You know, and then I drink decaf coffee, but then they told me, well, decaf coffee still has caffeine. Well, then why do you say decaf? Just say almost decaf or almost no caffeine. Coffee has caffeine. Why do people drink caffeine? I'm tired. I need that jolt. So people drink, uh, drink uh, the, the, the coffees. Then they drink the, uh, uh, the I call them the get them up, those little bottles. What do you call those things? Come on, somebody help me out. Five-hour energy drinks. And then they've got the monster drinks. They, get, they drink those monster drinks. And, and I'm thinking, dude, man, I read something on that where it says, if you drink too much of that, it'll give you a heart attack. Oh, but it's good. Yeah, okay, die if you want to. When my son was young and going to school and doing all this kind of stuff and late nights, he had me go one time to pick up him a, a pack of those five-hour energy drinks. I picked them up, didn't know that much about them, picked them up, paid for them, and, and, and then uh, uh, when I talked to him to give it to him, I said, dude, I ain't doing this no more. You got to work more. It was expensive. Those little, those little bottles were expensive. Side effects. Oh, it gives you that, that, that energy. Coffee gives you caffeine. Soda has the sugar. The beer people drink have the alcohol. Juices you drink have acid. And a lot of times, if that's all you're doing, it can end up building up toxins in your body. And you can uh, end up having serious problems from it. Alcohol. Poisoning. Why are you drinking poison for? Right? There, there, there is a combination. There's something that goes on with all of that. If you, there, there is a, there is a, a price and a cost. You pay the price to get the product, but there is a cost attached to it. I don't know about you this morning, but I feel like if I get something from God, if I get that water, that's something that's pure. Amen. I'm not going to have to worry about the cost, how it's going to affect me spiritually. So put whatever you want to put with that. A pack of cigarettes, hey, it's satisfied now, but you got lung cancer down here. You know, beer, you like it now, but you can have cirrhosis of the liver or liver cancer down here. Oh, but it's young. I'm not affected by it now. But no, what about 55, 60, or, or whenever when you have a problem? You can go down the line. Drugs, oh, it gives me a high now, but it's going to kill you here. We have to realize these things today. Amen. Clean, pure water. Amen. It doesn't have toxins. And will actually help do what? Flush the impurities that your body has out. Think about that today. You say, well, I'm going to come on Sunday uh, and get a little juice of the, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. Get a little boost right there. And then I'm going to be ready for Monday through Saturday. I got news for you. Amen. If you, if you don't have a daily relationship with God, you, just like you need water, you need God. You need Him every day of the week. 
Hallelujah. Amen. you got to tap into that water every day. Why? I need to flush out a little sin. I need to flush out this toxin. I need to flush out that toxin. I need to clean my life up a little bit. It ain't going to happen without tapping in to the power of the Word of God. His water, His pure water, His satisfying water. Oh, let's clap our hands and praise Him together. But you know what happens? Many times water it is too simple of an answer. You got kidney? Oh, man, my kidneys hurt, man. I got a problem here. Or what are you drinking? You know, one of the things that they would always tell me, are you drinking enough water? Now, I'm lucky, thank the Lord, that I haven't had a lot of different issues, but I've dealt over 38 years, I've dealt with people that have a lot of issues. Are you drinking enough water? You need to flush your system out. You need to cleanse your system out. You, 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 you need to do this. Oh, but pastor, you don't understand. I've got too much on my plate. I've got this going on, that going on, and something else going on. You need to build your life on a waterway. Amen. You need, to, you need to get out of the wilderness somewhere and get your life built on a waterway where you can trade and get things done in the kingdom of God. Come on. Understand me today. Amen. This trading going on is, 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 that I'm talking about right now is not a physical trade, but it's something you have contact with God. You're communicating with God. I'm not going to go through the wilderness. I'm going to take the shortcut and I'm going to get, amen, into the throne room right now and I'm going to talk to God. Amen. I'm going to get a hold of him. Why? Because I understand that simply put, Water is needed in my life. But pastor, that's too simple. Give me a Coke. But you need water. Yeah, but I like Coke. But Coke will kill you. We laugh about that, but I've got friends of mine that, that had diabetes really bad and they would not stop drinking pop and so they died at an early age. They didn't take it seriously. Right? Amen. So drink your water. Drink your water. Amen. Don't take it seriously. Amen. You say, well, you know, I don't like water. Well, drink your water, drink a bunch of it, and then drink you a half a cup of pop or coffee. We need the spiritual toxins flushed out of our body. That's why we say a lot of times when you're talking about the Bible, you can see it in the natural, but you also have the spiritual Many times people will begin to search, amen, for that satisfying drink from all kinds of sources. We have our debates about water, Ice Mountain versus Nestle versus Kroger brand versus Aldi brand versus whatever you can go look at it. And you know what? A lot of times I say, it's water. It's water. Oh, yeah, but this was filtered this way, and, and that's a spring water. You know, you know, that, you know, da-da-da-da-da. I'm not all for sure I, that I, you know what? If I, if, if, if I went to where they make the spring water at, I'd probably walk into a plant and see a spigot on somewhere. <laughs> and if I probably walked into the Pure or the Nestle, I'd probably see a spigot on somewhere. And they were filled. But we use this filter, or we use that filter, or we use another kind of filter. It's water. Just make sure it's purified. You know, it's pure, so we're not going to get, you know, uh, toxins from it. And, 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 and it's water, you know. Yeah, you might taste this or you might taste that. Well, I like Monroe water, but I hate Middletown water. Or, man, Hamilton water is like the best. Hamilton? 
Well, I, I, I'm going to drink tap water. It's good, man. You can drink that. But, you know, if somebody lives here, all they, they go buy them one of those, Brother uh, Robinson, they go buy them one of those uh, big jugs of water that they put on the stand and, and they can turn it on and all that kind of stuff. Just understand, it's important. You're not going to find a thirst quenched in your drugs, in your alcohol, in your gambling, in your fornication, uh, in money uh, and greed. You're not going to find that in all of that stuff. You're only going to find it in the spiritual things of God that's going to move into your body and clean you up and make you rapture ready. That's what we need is that water that comes from God, that well that springs up. People may even go to extraordinary measures to satisfy their thirst, focusing Intensely upon satisfying a spiritual thirst through carnal. See, that's a lot of people. They're looking for something, but they're trying to fill that void with the carnal things of the world. I'm here to tell you today, keep searching. Search the world over. Look everywhere you can look. Dig as deep as you want to dig. Try to find that which is going to satisfy you. But I'm here to tell you, when you're finished... If the Lord hasn't come yet, understand that only He can satisfy your soul. Only He can cleanse your heart and make you whole. Only He can give you peace like you've never known. That only He can do that. Only He. Amen. You're going, to, you're going to look and you're going to find all these different things that might give you temporary relief, uh, amen, from that thirst, uh, amen. But you've got to realize that that, that, that that thirst that's inside of your spiritual man, it never ceases. You can't satisfy it with a fleshly thing. Drugs can knock you out. Alcohol can knock you out. But when you come back, reality is still staring you in the face. And the only thing that's going to satisfy that is the living water from Jesus Christ. Only He can satisfy your soul. You're not going to find it in anything. You're not going to find it in the toxic land wastes of our world. Amen. Because you see, when you look at the physical dehydration as it worsens, a person starts getting confused, and so it is also in the spiritual. When you think of that man that's in the desert, he hasn't had water. He begins to see things. What's he see? He sees mirages. He sees things that he thinks are there, but in reality they're not. And so he begins to run with everything that's within him. He's looking for that. That, that oasis, he's looking for that water in the midst of a death. But when he gets there, he thinks it's there. But all of a sudden, when he goes down to drink of that oasis, he gets a mouthful of sand. He may have been bent down to scoop it up. It appeared to be water, only to find nothing. See, spiritually, 
you and I today in our spiritual dehydration fuels confusion. And we flock to anything that looks like it might be the answer. We flow. We flow to the mirage thinking that, that the, the, the bar is going to do it or flow to the party that's going to do it. Or flow here or flow there or flow somewhere else. Everything in the world, that's just nothing but a mirage. <clears throat> and it's not going to satisfy. It's not going to satisfy the longing of your soul. But yet, when you come to that place, you've got to realize. You know, the problem is this. When you get to that point, the confusion is blinding. And you can't see that what you're running to is a lie. It's not real. Everybody say, not real. Say it, it's a lie. It might be a false doctrine. It might be, oh, this is all right, or that's all right. Or you don't have to live this way. You can go over here and not do all that stuff. <clears throat> but I'm here to tell you right now, you have to follow the Word of God as it is written and realize that it's the only thing <clears throat> that's going to change your life. Come on, don't follow the lie, don't follow the mirage, don't follow the, 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 the false doctrines and the false teachings. Uh, amen, <clears throat> amen. Don't follow after the things of the world. You want to follow after truth. Amen, truth. Everybody say truth. Amen. What you think is truth all of a sudden is a mirage, but you want the real truth because what, what's in this world will simply just disappear. It'll be gone, right? Come on, everybody say Amen. It was never real to begin with. What you thought was real, what you thought you saw was just a figment of your imagination. It was just a, a mirage. It was a lie. It wasn't real, but you find out only after you expended all that energy to get there. But there is, all of a sudden we became so confused we can't even see the harm in what we're doing. I'm here to tell you, if you're confused today, be assured. The Bible says that He's not the author. God is not the author of confusion. So if you got confusion, it's not coming from God. Amen. We're trying to find things that will satisfy us, but it's not in those things. Amen. But when you drink of the well of Jesus Christ, amen, and you, and you receive that spiritual rehydration. You know what? That's why when people a lot of times, amen, when people find themselves in a situation uh, where they're dehydrated, something's going on. They take them, they take them, uh, and many times when they, when they, when the life squad gets there, what's one of the first things they do? They start an idea. What are they idea? Uh, IV. What are they doing? Amen. They're they're putting fluids in your body. Or when you go to the ER, you go back there. You're you're uh, uh, you got flu-like symptoms or whatever. What's one of the first things that they do? They want to pump a, they want to pump your body with hydration. Or they'll come in, this is going on, that's going on. And they walk in and say, well, we, we think that you're, you're dehydrated. we got to get fluids in your body. Why in the world do we think in the spiritual realm that we can just go, 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 go without rehydrating in the Spirit of God and think everything is going to be okay? We're not going to run into any difficulties. We're not going to run into any problems. We're not gonna, look, I'm telling you right now, Amen. Uh, you know, I've been doing this a while, so, uh, you know, uh, I'm just telling you straight up like it is. If you don't get it together, you're going to end up in the wrong place at the wrong time and not be able to find your way back to truth. Because confusion comes when you become dehydrated. 
confusion comes. I know, I know this. I, I, I know it, and, and I won't use anybody else as an example, but I will use my mother as an example. When she would get those infections in her kidneys, it, she, it, all of a sudden it was confusion. She couldn't talk right. She couldn't think right. And then as that disease progressed, where she had less and less control over what she did, it got worse. You see, the, the, toxins, of the, the toxins affected her thinking. The toxins it infected everything that she did when she would try to think or respond. It was affecting her. But the one thing we did find out is that when they understood what the problem was and they started uh, 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 treating the problem and putting fluids into her body and flushing that stuff out, her mind came clear again. Now think of that from the natural to the spiritual. It works the same way. When you are overcome by the toxins of this world and you're not flushing your spiritual system, confusion is going to come to you and there will be things that will come into your mind that you will receive as truth. In the midst of confusion, you will receive it or reach out only to find out that it's just a bunch of dirt. The Lord said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. <laughs> Not knowing the God that gives real living water leaves people vulnerable to spiritual dehydration. Right? It's not, spiritual dehydration is not only a problem for those that are far from God. They're also symptoms of spiritual dehydration, even from those that are born-again believers. In the natural, dehydration causes loss of endurance and rapid onset of fatigue. Yes. If, that, if, that, if the dehydrated person doesn't find water in time, and the intense drive for thirst is not satisfied, the body begins, begins to go into what they call survival mode. Body systems necessary for normal functioning all of a sudden begin to shut down. And if this is prolonged, most will lose not only the desire, but also the ability to care about their condition. They simply don't want to, and they don't care. I've known people like that. In the natural, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to drink water. I don't like it. You pay the price later on. You get a I don't care attitude about spiritual things. You're going to suffer spiritually. But you don't understand, Pastor. It takes too much energy. It takes too much energy. You know? You know, by now I should have a, a, an office full of water. You say, well, that was... Off the wall, Pastor. Well, you know, I've got a little refrigerator back there, and, and, and we bring water in there, and we'll fill the refrigerator up, and, uh, and then, you know, if we have a couple of cases, we'll set it there, whatever. 
uh, and so really I, that thing ought to be because we don't like water, right? We don't, we, don't, we don't like water as, you know, we don't like water. So I should have an office full of just stacked to the ceiling of cases of water because we, it's not necessary. We don't need it. Uh, you know, I really don't want it. I don't care. Uh, it takes too much energy. I've got to walk and get it. I've got to go ask. You know, no, 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 no. Water flies out of that place. Water flies out of that place. Hey, pastor, can I get a water? Hey, pastor, can I get one too? Can I get three or four for the praise team? Why? It's because your body's telling you, I've expended some energy, I need something to replace that. I, I need something, I, but pastor's too much energy. I, praising God's too much energy. I, worship is too much energy. I, prayer is too much energy. Well, you can either do it or die. It's as simple as that. We either do it or we're going to die. We either do it or we're going to be overcome with the toxins of the world and we're going to die. Pastor, that's too blunt. Live with it. We have to understand that in this day and time, we need to get on fire for God, amen, and stay on fire for God. But you don't understand, Pastor. Look, I do understand the times that we're living in. But we have to understand that it's still no excuse to stay on fire for God. We have to put forth the best effort. We have to put the energy into it. We have to care about it. We have to say, you know what? Above all else, I must be saved. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to get in the Word of God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise. I'm going to sing. And I'm going to quit. We have to put forth the effort. And if we don't, Brother Jones, we're going to pay a price. We're going to pay a price. We will pay a price. And I don't want to stand before God if somebody used me as an excuse uh, that I wouldn't tell you that I kind of placate, I just kind of tiptoed around the tulips. I, I want you to know it is spirituality or death. It's the water of God or death. Uh, amen. It's the cleansing of the word of God uh, and the cleansing of the waters of God or it's the toxins of the world uh, that's going to build up in your soul and you're going to die. You shouldn't tell somebody they're going to die. Read the Bible. There's things worth in spirit. There, there's things that are worth in physical death. Because if we miss out on this and we have to spend our life, the rest of our eternal lives, in a place called hell, you're going to remember this message because in that place there will be no water to quench your thirst. There will be no water to put the flames out. In that place, the Bible says the worm dieth not, the fire is not quenched. In that place, you will not be able to find relief. The rich man, when he died, and Lazarus died, the beggar, the Bible says that the rich man lifted up his eyes, being in torment. Looking across the gulf, he sees Abraham, Lazarus in his bosom, and 
conversation ensues. He says, let me have, can he just tip his finger in water and let that fall on my tongue? I, I can't bear this. Abraham, I'm sorry. You had your chance, but in life, you didn't take that, take advantage of it. So I can't, there's a golf fixed here. I can't do that. Well, would you go at least tell my brothers? They had the Moses, they had the prophets. You see, there comes a time when there are no do-overs. There comes a time when you're going to have to deal with the fact that you missed out on it. What are we going to do then? What will be our excuse? We may have them. But he said, we'll stand before him with that excuse. So what are you going to do today? Pastor, you've been pretty hard on, on Sunday morning. <laughs> you, you, you've really, you've really kind of hit us pretty hard. Well, I want us to wake up. I want us to wake up. Don't just kind of nonchalantly walk in this life or as, as my mom used to say, quit dill-dallying around. Put your foot forward, put one after that, and say, this is what I have to have in my life. I've got to be saved. Don't let other people influence you to go another direction. Even when you're on the lowest rung of that ladder looking up and you say it's too great, you're on a run. Just put one foot in front of the other. Keep on climbing. Keep on climbing. Because that is the will of God. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. We're going to sing something this morning. We're going to open these altars. Amen. We want you to come, those that will come, and those that are in your pew that feel that's, that's a place you need to be right now. Would you just, everybody, all over the sanctuary for a moment, let's just begin to pray and let's reevaluate and say, God, above all else, I must be saved. I've got to make it. I can't back off right now. I can't sidestep it. Amen. I, I, I can't go after the mirages and the lies. Amen. Of the world. God, help me right now to do your will, your way. Come on, people. Let's raise our voices. This should not be a quiet sanctuary this morning. Should not be a quiet sanctuary. That's it. Lift your voices. Lift your hands. In a triumphant land. Come on, reach out to him. Your hand to guide us to a place you can
Sí. Sí.